What's up, bro? How are you? Good. Get that thing closer to you a little bit, if you don't mind. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be scared of it. Fat boy. <laughs> Fat boy leaned back in his chair. <laughs> so, uh, man, you pretty much reconstructed this whole damn block we're sitting in. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. the room we're in, did you do this one too? Yeah, we did yeah. this one. We did this one off the books, and then it finally found it on the books. <laughs> it's kind of been. Yeah. Kind of been the way we move around here. It's just as fast as we can get it, man. I mean, that's, it's been it's been a ride. It's been fun. And we're still not done yet. We got uh we got seven tap coming in. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, what uh how did you get into this? Like like take me all the way back. Like where where this come from? Fifteen years old, high school dropout. Okay. Daddy said, if you're gonna live here, you're gonna get a job. Why'd you drop out? It's never much to be kept in a room with anybody. Like this right here. Yeah. I'm sitting in a room with you now, you don't keep me you keep me held up for an hour. But no, uh man. I don't know. I think ever since I was a kid, I just hyper brain like all over the place. It's probably why I do halfway decent, you know, trying to be as humble as I can halfway decent. in what I do mm-hmm. is because I look at everything from all different angles. You know, so I stay a nervous wreck, but in all that, um, I don't know. I think it helps you. You think more creatively. Uh, I'll give you, for instance, we're doing the P-Row. Bo's like, hey, I want to take in the back back there. And this is after two awnings crashed. I was like, why don't you let me build you something that'll actually, like, stand up, you know? Yeah. So we had snowpocalypse. That awning fell. Yeah. I cleaned it up for him. And we got back there, and, and we had a set amount in budget. And uh, he was like, you don't want to put an AC in here. Okay. I said, but you want to keep the look. Yeah, well, the spray foam. You know, and the spray foam guy was going to be like ten, thirteen thousand dollars come in spray foaming. Well, then you don't keep the look of the P-Row. Yeah, you have the trusses, and I was like, man, just do it. You know, I was like, nah, man, give me a day. I said, I'll figure something out. I went home and it hit me at like ten o'clock that night. Call your metal guy, strip the metal, put shop insulation on it, lay all the metal back down, reseal everything, keep the look. You know, so. It comes in handy being a little scatterbrained yeah. every now and then because, you know, you do you, you find a way to work for your clients, you know, which are now my friends, my family, uh, and and really turn out a good product and, and kind of keep their dream flowing the same way. But 15, dropped out of school, didn't like it, didn't want to be in it. Uh, Daddy would drop me off, and I'd hit the front door and hit the back door, and I was gone, and, you know. Mama wanted me to stay in. I didn't want to. It was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. You know, walked on the job site and asked the man for a job, and he'd give me a job wrecking forms, and I couldn't tell you the difference between a two-by-six and a two-by-eight when I walked on. So Wrecking forms? Made, you're talking about, like, like uh, concrete forms? Yeah. Like, once, the, yeah. once they're done, you yeah. break them off? Absolutely. That's what yeah. – and in summer, uh, in summer, me and a buddy used to do that for uh, – for a builder that's what we did we did that and spray off the roads and shit clean up after the contractors yeah it's fun so so funny story about that i i I went up you know at 15 you think you gotta dress nice for a job yeah so i got some pretty decent decent clothes on and and i walk out there and it's a buddy of mine's dad uh charles hall bubba hall his dad was charles hall senior um his dad was a, a very prominent builder here in town did you know multi-million dollar houses like one a year gotcha 
Southern Trace, Long Lake. Back when Long Lake, when the traffic circle came in, like we started building, that's when I started building. So, gotcha. you know, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, I walked up out there. I'm like, hey, man, you know, I want a job. Bubba told me to come ask his dad. So he's like, okay. I was like, well, let me go to the house, change clothes. He's like, no, nah, you leave. Don't come back. And he gave me a wrecking bar. If you know anything about post-tension cables, <laughs> they have the clamps, yeah. and they got the holes drilled through yeah. the 2 by 12 Then you got all your dirt, your beam, your beam diggers are thrown over the edge, and you're overpouring your concrete and all this stuff, right? And, and your stakes. Yeah. And he gives me a wrecking bar, and he tells me, don't chip my brick shelf. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, and he gives me no coaching yeah. all day long. And I'm out there, dude. I'm sweating. I'm cramping. I've got no clue what I'm doing. At the end of the day, he walks up. He says, if you'll undo this clamp and pull the nails on these stakes and pull them out and take this shovel and remove this dirt, you can pull this 16 foot up at a time. He just want to see if I had it in me. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he just want to test kind yeah. of test the waters there before he wasted any more time giving you any pointers. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome, though. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so you got your ass kicked. Man, yeah, and within six months, like, I guess he saw something in me. Within six months, he's like, he gave me a nail bag, and he's like, hey, get up on the roof and start driving nails. Mm-hmm. And he did everything old school. So we were hand-driving nails. We were hand-driving the decking down. And we didn't use a staple gun, you know, a staple decking down or anything like that. It was, you know, everything was by the book with this guy. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough, the first job that I landed, I kept, I think I rocked with Norman for probably 15 years. Nice. Okay. So I learned the ins and outs with his son. But you were, you started with luxury builds right off the to jump yeah, right so yeah, you yeah. so you were learning how to do everything the right way like not yeah. no, no cutting corners or anything yeah i would say after probably a year a year and a half he uh he walked in a room we were hanging some trim and it was me and his son in the room and he's, he's old man drank mountain dew and smoked uh benson and hedges <laughs> he had a growly voice like me and uh he sat down in the back room and and he just watched us if you ever you know i don't like people watching me work he sat there, he didn't say it to Bubba, he said to me, he said, hey, he said, if you'll stick with this, you'll go places. He said, you got it in you. And he just got up and he left the room. So that was the first time I think a man, you know, of a stature of my eyes had really spoken some life into me and was like, hey, you know, and at that point it went from making $5 an hour at 17 years old, you know, to a career because I was like, you know, man, this guy believes in me. And, you know, I'm watching what he does and the customers he's working with. And I'm like, if he can believe in me, then, you know, the possibilities are endless. So, yeah. Well, um, have you done since then? I mean, so you did that residential, those luxury residential builds that long. And then when did you start getting into this commercial stuff? Because I feel like that's all you're doing now, huh? Well, <laughs> a lot no, of commercial so stuff. I, I actually do some residential. It's, okay. uh, it's mainly on like a friend basis or uh, – I'll give a plug to John Michael Fleming. Yeah, uh, he'll send yes. me he'll send me some stuff every now and then that he can't get to uh, that we'll take on and and we'll kind of talk it out and figure out if it's something in my lane or not. Um, I like the commercial end because people understand product for money, right? Whereas residential homeowners, a lot of times they have they unrealistic expectations. Bro, <laughs> they look at pictures the night before they want to change it and they don't yeah. understand the work you've already and the money and the time yeah. that's already invested into what you actually put on a piece of print. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean my my main lane is commercial, but we do residential as well. And residential, I probably turned down thirty residentials last year because I just wanted to do commercial. Yeah, um, it's nice. God's blessed us to get to a point to where we're able to 
I don't want to say pick and choose. Let's just say that he's blessed us with the opportunity to be able to really get to know our customers and the people we work for and uh, decide who we want to work for. Yeah. Um, so, But I'm trying to be more diligent and, and picking up more of the residential and, and stuff like that. You know, I got a wife. I got, got some kids. Uh, they want a swimming pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, there's some things, you know, so – I mean, uh, we've been we've been fortunate, but yeah, main lane is commercial. Uh, Fifteen years really in the home building, and then went out on my own with some bar tools uh, out of my ex-wife's Mustang, you know, in the back. Nice. The yeah, and uh, she would drop. We had a car we were sharing. Yeah, she would drop me off. How old were you, man? Uh, so I was probably twenty-five, twenty-six at that time. What was your lifestyle then? Dude, I was a dope head. I'm not gonna lie to you. No, let's talk about it. Yeah, so yeah, I was, because that comes I was like a buck sixty. That uh, comes in that industry, right? You see it a lot. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, yeah, like, which is just, why I love what I do now because I'm able to look at people face to face that are in that situation and say, "Hey, like, you don't always have to live this way." You know what I mean? Like you, like I'm living proof. Like so, the best the best feeling in the world is uh, when we did fuzzies. Okay, there was a, a money guy out of uh, Wisconsin or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Drew, super nice guy. Um, I didn't know his uncle. Never met him, but right as we were finishing the build, I didn't know his uncle was coming to town. Well, I walk in one day, you know, dressed like this, dirt all over me, you know, gym clothes, like yeah. this how I go to work, you know, because if I got to jump in there, I'm jumping in there. This yeah. is what I do. And I uh, walk in there, and I walk around, and you know, I kind of, we've got like 25 guys working in there finishing this thing up. Telling everybody, Drew's like, hey, man, come over here and meet my uncle. So I walked over and shook his hand. He said, uh, so, man, Dustin Jones, he said his name. I, I forgot what it was. He said, uh, "He said this is our contractor? He looks at Drew, this is our contractor? And I was like, man, what would you expect, polos and cowboy boots? <laughs> and he, he said, "He said, yeah, kind of. You know, I said, nah, man, what you see is what you get, you know. So, so you got to lead by example. So if you see me out riding around, I'm either in the truck doing paperwork or headed to the next job, and we got some great souls, man, and we get out there, and, and I still get in line and get out there and work with them sometimes. It keeps me young and healthy and, yeah, you know, lead by example, and, and the subs, they follow through. So uh, it's, it's fun, man. Um, we've been all over the state. I think we went from – so we went from the, the car, sharing the car, yeah, what happened to, to the dr- what happened to the drugs things? Like, what happened there? Like, how did that work? How did that? How did the drugs things start? So, in full disclosure, uh, Bubba, the one I was talking about, his yeah. dad that gave me the job, I was selling weed for him when I was like 14, 15 years old. Okay. So you know, I knew Bubba through the neighborhood guys, but he was years older than me. Um, me and Bubba, Bubba worked for me up until the Piro when he got cancer. Uh, so me and Bubba, you know, we'd, we'd been through a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the drug started with 14, 15 and it was really just some pot smoking and just stupid stuff, yeah. you know, drinking beer. I think I was 18 making six, $7 an hour and the only one driving a BMW around town you know, <laughs> to the job site. I'm not going to say how I, I acquired that car. Yeah. Uh, my grandma loaned me in the morning. Okay. Um, and, I mean, man, we just – I remember – so, in the barred car, I remember driving one day, headed to work. And, man, I mean, when I tell you I was a dope head, I was a dope head. I was strung out. 
meth or man yeah so speed yeah. speed was my thing right uh but pills too pills yeah gotcha. like i could eat enough pills in a day to kill a horse so you go up and down function. or just like yeah no you got I, needed, up I needed to be up balance. and then and then i had to bring myself down. gotcha gotcha yeah, so so um it had gotten to a point where you know i don't want to do this on the airways i guess i can I might as well be transparent so, so you man I mean, I'd gotten to a point where I was eating, you know, like methadone wafers yeah. and a couple Oxycontin 80s a day, you know, on top of probably like 10 or 12, you know, lower tabs, you know, enough to probably put a horse down. But I'd built up a tolerance, you know, and man, I'd go to work like that every day, you know. I remember driving in the car one day. I remember I said this prayer. Uh, my oldest boy had just been born, and, and I said this prayer. I said, Lord, I said, don't let me die like this. Because I know there's only so long you can live like that. You know, I've seen it with my friends. I've seen a lot of friends pass. Um, I'm sure you've known people in your past, yep. uh, stuff like that. Yep. You know, so, man, yeah, I like to party. I like to have fun. Um, but, you know, man, that, that was a prayer that I prayed constantly. Going down Highway 169, we lived out in morning sport at that time. And that was a prayer that I always prayed. It's like, Lord, don't let me go out like this. You know what I mean? Like, and that's that's all I knew how to pray. You know, mm-hmm. I just I, and I didn't want to live that way. But man, the detox and a family, and you got to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta get up and be in the repetitive system. Yeah, there's no time for for the the downtime. There wasn't no time for that. No, right. Like, there's no yeah, time no, for I got what a, comes I got with a that. kid that's just born that's got a disability. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's my first son. Uh, I've got a child that's just born, you know, with a disability, and you know, here I am. Uh, sharing a car with my wife with borrowed tools from friends mm-hmm. and a builder ran nicely uh, actually Charles Nicely's brother had gotten my name somehow and uh, called me gave me four houses and I was like I don't have any insurance he's like I don't care I heard you're good trim them out you know and so I, I trimmed them out and I would stay she would drop me off I'd pack you know a couple sandwiches chips she dropped me off at 7 in the morning. I'd work till 10.30 at night with lights. She would pick me up, and I did that. I even worked a half a day the first year that I went into business for myself. I worked a half a day on Thanksgiving until it was lunchtime. Yeah. Um, so when I started my business, was out of a bar, well, a shared car, barred tools, no insurances, sack lunches, <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, uh, kicking the holidays aside. Yeah. But that's what it took, man. But everywhere I went, like people believed in me. They saw they saw something in me. Um, Britt Schultz, Jody at Classic Stone used to own Classic Stone. Now she has the green. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Okay, so um, Donnie and me grew up together. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Julie, um, I was doing one. Britt's house was one of the first four Rand gave me. And I didn't know he had a granite, but he walked in one evening at like 9 o'clock that night, and I'm still in there working. He's like, hey, he introduces himself, introduces you. And he's man, what are you doing? Still working. I was like, man, I heard y'all are on timeline for the bank. Like, I got to get it done. I said, he said, you work by yourself? I said, I do right now. He's like, where's your car? Like, where's your truck? You know? And I was like, man, I said, I'll share a car with my wife. I said, she'll be here to give me a 10. Yeah. He said, well, have you been, you've been looking for a truck? I said, man, there's one down the road from the house, old 73 diesel. I said, it looks like crap, but it runs good. You know, and, and he's, he said, well, how much do they want for it? I said, man, they want five grand for it. And uh, he's like, all right. And, and, you know, we kind of walked through the house a little bit. He told me, you know, custom little custom pieces he wanted done. And he left. I went back to work, and he walked in like five minutes later. 
He said, what was your name again? I said, Dustin Jones. And he wrote down on a check my name. He said, here's five grand. He said, go buy that truck. I said, man, I can't pay you back. He said, don't worry about it. I own Classic Stone. He said, we do kitchen and bath remodels. He said, I want you to be my carpenter. So that's how, yeah. I got my, that's how I got my first work truck. There you right? go. And so, a signing bonus at the same time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 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 So, uh, man, and then that carried me into, so meeting those people, you know, it's, it's, when you meet somebody and you treat them right, the name yeah. always goes further. Man, it, it wound up apartment complexes in Thibodeau, golf courses and townhouses in Lafayette. Uh, I went over to Monroe and built the VA for Joe Holyfield, Holyfield Construction, uh, and then did some office buildings with Holyfield. We teamed up. I was a sub of his, but I was his frame contractor uh, at that time. Yeah. Um, Man, it just it led to a lot of good things and a lot of good people, you know, down the road. And and just like this deal here, you know, I mean, it all came through friends, through Doug. Yeah. You know, through Gino, uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it was just people would call and say, like, hey, man, I need some help. I remember, you know, they called. They're like, hey, man, we need help. And we got to build these firewalls. Cities busting our rear ends on it, uh, for better terminology. And uh, can you come help us out? And I walked in. I'm like, dude, y'all got a mess. I was, and, and <laughs> man, you know, we, we sat down and we talked. And when this whole thing first started, I think Bo, Doug, I think everybody, Peanut, everybody's pretty much covered it, man. I think everybody was running around in like white beaters and dirty shorts yeah. trying to figure out how to make it work. And I walk in, I'm like, hey, man, I got you. Don't worry about it. I said, just let's get done with this. Y'all make a little bit of money. I got some work going on over here. I said, y'all are my boys. We're going to take care of you. And I said, we get it back, we get it back. If we don't, we don't. No big deal. Like, I mean, and that's just, that's the way most of this stuff's gone, man. Like, I've gotten calls from Bo at, you know, 10, 12 o'clock at night. You know, Doug, same thing, you know. But also, birthday parties. Doug's there, Bo's there. Yeah. Uh, they become family. And a lot of the old circle, well, most of the old circle is gone. <clears throat> and my circle's very small. Uh Bo, I think when, when me and Bo met each other, we didn't know what to think of each other. I, I really don't think Bo liked me. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Bo liked me, and I think Bo would probably tell you like he was a bit skeptical. You know, I mean, you're looking at me, and you're thinking, like, I'm going to put this much money and this much faith in this yeah. guy right here. You know what I mean? Uh, for good reason, he should have been. You know I mean? I wouldn't expect anybody to, to question anything. But he was, let's just say Bo was skeptical. And, and it took some working through a couple of jobs and me finding some solutions. And then we had a hiccup uh, where there was some money that was allocated for something that didn't get to where it was supposed to go. And I had to man up and go to Bo and say, hey, this money's gone. I'm going to eat it. And I think that was the day Bo realized I was on his side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that That was the day that Bo's like, okay. Like, because, man, Bo, like, for a year was probably, like, scratching his head. Like, man, like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? And I still, sometimes I still think down here, like, man, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, it's been, it's been fun. You know, we got 17 jobs on the book right now. Uh you know, we got some stuff we flipped up in Benton from residential to commercial. Fixed start working on doing some white boxing up there. Um, we got seven tap coming in. 
we got a few houses. We've got some remodels and some build outs on the residential end. Uh, El Patrillo on Airline Drive. Fixing to do them a big patio, brick okay. patio, okay. And, and redo their parking lots and all that for them. Um, man, I could sit here and go on and on about the work we have. And obviously today we kind of rescheduled, and I'm like, man, I'm busy, and I didn't want to leave you hanging. But yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, nah, man, I've been running and gunning since 4.30 this morning, uh, and I enjoy it. Like, I mean, so where I was addicted to drugs now i'm addicted to like jesus and business what time what at what point did that shake off like where did you when did you when you able to cut that so those prayers i was praying yeah um my son uh, it was a very toxic relationship and you know you probably know as old as you are by now whoever you're running with yep is most likely gonna be who you're like yep uh you know and the relationship was toxic I knew I had to get away from it. Um, my decision to walk out, I did. And I did what I thought was best for my son. Uh, and I'm not going to lie to you, it was, it was a tough road to hoe. Um, I started making some better decisions, and I just decided one day that enough was enough. Like, I think if you live if you live with the pigs long enough, eventually you want to get clean. You know, and that's, dude, that's a freaking, like, I get sick to my stomach thinking about the lifestyle I used to live. Me too. I do too, man. Like, I mean, that, the party scene. Yeah. uh, Man, I'll say it on here. Like, I mean, I've done stupid stuff with women. Yeah. I mean, just across the board. The way I was living was not right at all. And I hated myself for it because I knew there was a better way to live. Uh, I did. I went went through detox and still worked, which sucked completely (laughs) (laughs) for like a month. (laughs) Um, And I got better, man, but I never... Really, and and I'm just going to be, I'm going to speak freely, man. I never came to the knowledge of the Lord until years ago I was sitting in uh, my carport at the time. And I remember I was smoking a cigarette. I was still smoking, you know, smoking a cigarette, looking at the front of the truck. And I remember still seeing my life to this day. And I told God, I was mad at God. I told God, I said, if this is all there is to life, is waking up, going to work, and paying bills, I said, I don't want to live it. Flicked the cigarette out, hit the neighbor's house, sparks go everywhere. Walked inside, got in the shower. Took a shower. And I was sitting there thinking, like, man, I just got mad at God. Because, I mean, I, I was raised in church. You know, I, I, I knew about the Lord. I didn't know the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so... uh Man, I get out and like every great Southerner has is a Bible on his coffee table he never reads, you know. So um, I looked at that Bible and I opened it up and the words jumped out off the page at me. The Lord got my attention. And I looked up the clock. It was 6 o'clock. I said, okay, Lord, you got my attention. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I'll meet you here every day at 6. I'll turn my phone off. I'll set an alarm. I'll be home. I'll turn my TVs off, and I'll spend time with you. Like, I really want to get to know you. I did that for almost a year, seven days a week. And anybody that was a part of my life at that time knew at 5 o'clock I was headed to the house. What type of ridicule did you get when you started doing that? Like, did you tell anybody you were doing that? Man. Or was it like, had you got rid of those people that you yeah, didn't so, need? Yeah, so, yeah. It was after most, that. Most of those people were yeah. gone out of my life at that time, but uh, there were some 
some people that were a little bit skeptical about, yeah. you know, what I was doing or, or you know, like I, I would even say, you know, at the time Bubba wasn't a believer, you know. Um, but then the other side of that was I didn't really care. I've yeah. never been one to really kind of look at me. I've never been one to really conform to society's ideas of who or what you should be, you know. I think that's kind of started in the – like we were talking about in, in, in school yeah. and, and everything else, you know I mean? I just did what I wanted to do and I didn't care if it freaking hair lift the Pope, you know, I mean, it, it, I was going to do what I wanted to do. You can call my mama to this day and ask her, she'll still tell you. <laughs> uh, but it was the best decision I ever made. And I say that because man, I'm a walking testimony. I can walk up to guys on the job with track marks on their arms and relate. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like, something to be said about that. Like, anybody can preach to someone, but if they haven't lived it, it's hard to connect. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, man. So, like, it, let's say you're a counselor at Brentwood and you got a suit and a towel, right? Yeah. You read a book and you're trying to tell me how to get clean, but I'm looking at your arms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, man, if you ain't been there, don't tell me. Don't tell me. You're not going to walk out there and tell me how to set that form. Yeah. I'm not going to come up here and tell you how to run a podcast or work your computer because I still work off a notebook and a pencil. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's it's the relatability, but I, I also believe that God puts something in you, and, and every one of us has something to walk out and carry on and leave with our wives, with our kids, the next generation. I mean, males normally die before the females yeah. do. The husbands normally die before their wives uh, it's always sad to see kids go before any of the parents, um, which I've seen some of that in my life as well. Uh, but, man, you know, at the end of the day, like all this business and, man, this block, it's been great to have like a whole historical block in the heart of Bozier. You know what I mean? That I put my hands on everything. Yeah. Like, I love that. Uh None of it compares to the way I get to live and the people I get to talk to and the conversations I get to have with people on a daily basis. Because coming from me, when you see me, you don't really know me until you sit down and get to talk to me. Yeah. I'm very reserved. And I think we've crossed paths through social media, around here, all that, but we've never had a no, face-to-face. No, it's the first face. time. It's the first time. And you would have probably never thought we'd had this conversation. No. But that's that's the beautiful thing about it, right? When you get down, you sit down with someone who actually wants to hear what you have to say, either side. You know what I mean? Right. It's funny how that just just it flows into whatever, right? Yeah, man, it does. And and so the only thing I can relate it to is this: man, we're in such a fast paced society, and especially like in building and when you have a lot of jobs going on, stuff like that. Man, you can take your eyes off the prize. What I've learned is my prize is being able to do exactly what I'm doing to you right now. Share a piece of my life. Tell you how I got here. People want to know, like, man, how did you buy that property and, yeah. and, and not have a mortgage and not, you know, not have yeah. all this stuff and and you know what I mean, not have all the banknotes hanging over your head and all that, dude. I can't tell you. All I can tell you is I got mad at God. I flicked a cigarette. I spent a year getting to know the Lord, not, not know about the Lord, but actually like get in quiet time and like pray and get to know God himself. 
Um, I'm an Old Testament guy. A lot of people like the New Testament because that gives you like grace to go out there and you know sin, which Paul says we can't. No, make it that sin, Old Testament but, whoop your ass. So. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's the great thing about it. So people don't understand, man. The Bible says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God didn't change. Yeah. God sent Jesus the cross because we needed it. If not, we were all damned. But at the end of the day, man, like I love the Old Testament God. Like I like I like the hammers and the lightning bolts Fire and the, brimstone. Yeah, 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 man. I mean, you know. And, and, man, that's how I live my life. You know, I kind of – everything I do, I put before the Lord. If I bid a job, I'll pray over it, submit it. If it's supposed to be mine, I'll get it. If not, I don't want it. And that's the way I live my life, you know. And, and it's fun to be able to bump into people. So every day I get, to, I get to meet somebody new and tell them a little bit more about me, you know, and who I am as a person and how I live my life and – I'll try to, you know, get my family to to live their lives as well. You know, as, as the dad, as the husband, you know, the provider of the house. You know, the Lord calls us to a higher standard. We we need to lead our houses in the right way. And you know, I I don't know how you believe. Um, you could believe in Satan and worship Satan for all I know. All I know is I'm called to love you. Yeah. The way the Bible calls me to. Right. Um, not saying that you do. Uh, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> but, but I'll say this, like I can look back now and I can say, you know what? My, my daughter knows I wake up early and I spend time with the Lord. My daughter knows that it's six o'clock in the morning. Um, from six to six thirty, I'm watching the prayer meeting that the church does online. Um, she's heard me pray over her. Now she prays. Now I'm watching my daughter pray. I'm getting to stand in the hallway when she goes to bed and listening to her say her prayers because me and my wife had led by example, mm -hmm. you know, uh, man, and pass it down to the next generation. Cause at the end of the day, you, me, him, uh, we're all going in the dirt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Well, I think it's, I think it's funny how you think like I've, I, I'm not in the same industry you and I haven't led the same life as you, but I'm, I'm a type of person I has, I have, you know, three different businesses, working on four, going in different directions, 24-7. Yeah. Right. This is just a hobby of mine. I enjoy doing it, but I am a creature of chaos. If chaos is not going on, I'm not comfortable. And I think the right. thing that gives me the most anxiety, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but you seem like you could, is sitting still. Like if you're not in prayer, you're not in something with your family, but if you're just by yourself and you have nothing going on, yeah. that freaks me the fuck out because I, I have to be having a problem to resolve or something, you know? Yeah, man. I So... I think I was that way, and, and I wanted to put out fires all the time. Like yeah. I ran around like a fireman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the other side of that is um, I got to a spot where when I would start talking to people, and I'm no counselor by any means. I'm not Dr. Phil. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not that guy. Uh, but if you want to call me on the phone and talk about real stuff in real life, like I'm going to be an open book with yeah. everybody. Um, because my life is not out here to build my business or anything like that. It's to make sure that I can steer people the way I went and show them that, like, man, if you'll sell the farm, you do not realize how many good things God has for you. Is it going to be easy? No, it's not. Not at all. But if you'll sell the farm and give it all up and come to a place of surrender where you say, like, I've had enough. I can't do it on my own. I don't want to live anymore if it's living like this. You know, yeah. I don't suggest you pray that prayer. You know, but if you come to that spot and you turn around and you start 
praying and putting it before the Lord and watching what he does in your life, man, I promise you, like I, I would give you my business if you would sell the farm, give it all to God and came back and told me it wasn't worth it. Yeah. I'll tell anybody that. Well, I'll, every- give you, I'll give you everything I own. I'll sign the papers to my truck over the whole nine yards. If you can tell me living for God ain't worth it. Well, I think I've, the few individuals I've talked to, and it, it's not maybe one or two on this show, including you, who has told me that, I mean, that's, I, I believe it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not, I'm not skeptical of that because I've seen it happen. With multiple people when they really, there's a lot of people that say that, right? Yeah. But they're really not doing it. But the ones you yeah. can tell really have done it or the ones who have come, it's always very, it's, it's interesting how the people who've come from a situation that you were in right. and completely turned your life around and then put everything into that and then look what's flourished, Right. Right. There's a handful of people I know that's done that, and I believe them. You know, it's not something that I don't believe. Man, and, and the great thing is, like, I, you're going to catch me out there cussing. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? Like, excuse I can, me for cussing. Like, no, 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 I cuss a lot. Good. I cuss a lot. So this is, this is, like, this is the best thing about it. This yeah. is not about the do's and the don'ts. Yeah. Like, that's the great thing. Like, everybody lives this, like, rigid, structured Christianity thing that's yeah. going on. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like you got to play by the rule book. Man, there is no rule book. The only rule book we have is the Bible, right? Yeah. And then all I can say is like, so you're married. Yeah. You fell in love with your wife, yeah. right? How much do you love your wife? And now we're on air, so you got to be More than anything, man. More than anything, dude. So now I'm doing a podcast. Uh, so you love your wife. You would, she could come to you, and if it's for her good, you would do anything 100%. possible to 100%. make it happen, right? Yeah. It's like that living for the Lord, man. Yeah. And as much as we love our wives, we can't understand how much more he loves us. Yeah. Like, and I love my man. My wife is like on a pedestal built on top of another pedestal. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's one thing that I know the order of my life goes is God, my wife, my kids, my business. As long as I keep the structure right, everything flows good. If I start getting out of line, it'll show up somewhere. Yeah. You know, it'll show up somewhere. And the chaos thing. I learned a long time ago, man, a lot of people thrive in chaos and they want to be in chaos. And yeah. I think it's just subconsciously like, you know, I, most of those people and, and I'm no psychologist or anything like that. I've known a few like that. And, um, man, they grew up in troubled houses where, you know, maybe the mom and the dad fought a lot or the dad was physical, you know, towards the mom, put his hands on the mom or yeah. whatever it was. Um, they grew up in that chaos and something internally, subconsciously, if there's not something going on, then I got to make something go on. You know what I mean? Like people just aren't happy being happy, just living your life and doing your thing. Yeah. And I can say in my younger, like now I'm like, I'll be 34 next in, in a month or so. But yeah, like now it's like used to for the longest time. That's how it had to be. Now it's like you have family and kids and you know, so it's not so much that anymore for me. More it's like sometimes when I have a chance to take a break, I don't know what to do with myself. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But I do appreciate the break, you know. But I, I'm just one of those people that, like, I just I, – once I conquer something, I want to conquer something else now. Used to be it was always trying to do something in this. Man, this yeah, and, yeah. And, that's, and that's good because you know, people our age, we're in our earning years. Yeah. You know, we're, we're establishing – the latter half of our lives at this point. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, I think you got kids. You got kids? Yeah, we have two. 
Yeah, so, I mean, man, we got to leave a legacy. Yeah, and you spend the first half of your life just messing up and trying to figure it out, right? I mean, I don't think I, I don't even think I matured till I, I was like thirty-two. I don't think you know I matured I mean? like, till like two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I'm still I'm still maturing today. You yeah, know? I mean that's that's the cool thing about life. But uh, yeah, man, like now, like my brain operates differently. It's it's like get up, spend the time with the Lord. You know, drink your coffee. Try to go get a 30-minute train in. It's not like it used to be four or five years ago when I could train all the time. Life gets in the way. You get married. You get fat. You get complacent. <laughs> I'm good with it. You know what, man? Meal prep's awesome, but I, I'd rather have a cheeseburger. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm to that point in my life. Uh, yeah. I've done enough meal prep to where... I don't think. I'm almost there. I'm not far behind you. Yeah, I've done enough meal prep in my life to where like, I, I could care less. You yeah. know, if I'm a little chunky, hey, so what? If you don't love me for it, sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but... Um, Man, this is the way I look at it. Like, I get up and do what I do every day because, first off, God allows me to open my eyes and take my my breath in the morning. You know, he's given me a talent that I'm able to come out here and do. Um, I've got probably 100 guys underneath me that know who I am, know what I'm about, know how I live my life. They may not live like that, but they're watching me. Yeah. And then I've got those kids watching me. I've got my wife watching me. You know, and at the end of the day, when this whole thing sewed up, wrapped, and done, and they stick me in the pine box, dude, I'm going to be a happy man because I've accomplished more than I ever thought I would. You know, I mean, that's, that's what I'm realizing. And I'm still young. You know, and I'm still, man, I'm still growing in business. I'm still learning. I've learned a ton from from Doug and Bo, like business-wise, like being business-minded. Mm-hmm. I've learned a ton from those two guys. Uh, I mean, it, we're like Bubba, man, me and him, we've known each other since we was freaking kids, you know. I love him to death. He's still my brother. He'd call me at any time. I'll be there for him. But, man, like I will say like Bo and Doug have become two of my best friends and we don't even call each other and talk about this. We talk about life, our wives, our kids, things that are, you know, real life situations because man, I look up to them. You know what I mean? And for some reason they look up to me for some, I don't, I don't know why, (laughs) but they ask my opinion as well. It's a respect thing, man. Each, each one of these people down here, I think that's why we all relate so well is because you have people that come in and out of this block, you know, move yeah. around. And you have all types of people crossing paths. You're crossing paths with every day. But, like, you've been through something, you've overcome something, and you've turned pretty much nothing into something. Yeah. That's what every person down here can relate yeah. to. You know, so that that you you form mutual respect over that. You have to, you, you know. Do, man. It's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of brainstorming. It's a lot of... Um, putting a lot of what you got on the line mm-hmm. for a dream and that's what it is it was a it, it looked like a pipe dream at first you know i mean i remember when we were getting the stage ready for party gras yeah and, <laughs> and we're like two weeks away and i got yeah. a big mound of dirt out here yeah you know and you got four different pours to actually get that thing up you know just to a platform before you get any of the rest of the crap on there and man i mean i've been in some tight spots but that's probably the tightest then it went to raining <laughs> and Bo looks at me, he's like, well, what are we going to do? I'm Bad. like, man, go buy all the poly you can. I said, we'll cover the dirt. And I said, when it quits raining, I said, we'll flip it and keep freaking working. And, you know, I mean, that's 
that's been our mentality through the whole deal. You know, I mean, it, we'll come up with a number and be like, hey, like, do you think we can get this done for this? I'm like, well, if you'd give me another $200,000, I could really make it, like, freaking awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, man, we can remake this thing <laughs> all the way out. Like, it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not above I'm not above rednecking anything either, man. And this thing, like, it, it's got a good flow. Um, even, like, the podcast room. I was like, a podcast room? Like, what are you going to do with a podcast room? <laughs> like, you know, and then here you are. You're sitting up here a lot being, of, able, being yeah. able to exercise part of your dream. Yeah, man. It's, you know, like, yeah, you, you told me this is a hobby for you. Right. You know, so, I mean, and, and I guess you do barbecue as well. Yeah, man. I I've been seeing Marketing, barbecue, equipment rentals. I do all kind of crap, bro. I got but, you. like, but this is this is what I truly enjoy. Like, if I could do this and make money, I would, hands down, yeah. <laughs> wipe all that so away. So, let's you get know? you into that position, man. We, yeah, that's part of it, man. But the greatest thing for me about this is that every time I get done with one of these, I take a piece away from it that I didn't have before I sit down. Right. You know, and it's not about me. It's about who's sitting across from me. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I don't want to be on here talking about me. I want to talk about, you know, converse and, you know, find, you know, mutual topics that we can discuss and then learn something about someone. But I feel like every time someone sits in here, like you're doing today, and they get up and leave, and, I you know, I feel some, some type of way. Like, I'm always like, oh, damn, I learned so much from that, you know, conversation. But at the same time, they can go sit down, walk away, and know that that, is going to be put out and everyone's going to listen to it and they're probably going to take something away from it. Like right. just what you talked about, just the struggles you've been through, someone can relate to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and if this reaches one person that enjoys it, hit me up on Facebook. Gets, if y'all want to talk about it, there you go. Just, there you go. Private but, message me. You don't even like, it, I promise you everything. Like it, it'll never go. You know what I mean? Sick as I hold my head right now. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I mean, and that's, but that's the way I live my life, man. I, it, it, it's good. I mean, I love what you're doing up here. Like, I'm when Bo said podcast room, I'm like, man, what are you thinking? Again, <laughs> again you know what I mean? Again? Yeah. Uh, man, I mean, and I can't say enough about the, the people down here. Uh, man, I've seen the support from the community. Uh, just even, you know, the shooting that they had, the Valero, you know, the, the community came yeah. out and supported that. And all the good things that, that, that Doug and Bo and Peanut – and everybody down here on this block put together to try to help the community. Uh, man, it really is a neat thing to watch because I do remember when we were standing out behind Bojack's and Bayou X down there, scratching a broke you-know-what, uh, looking around, talking about building the P-Row. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and everybody's like, you know, we're all just kind of just sitting back there. You know, they they started the spitball idea, and then I got drug into it. Um and, dude, I mean, it's been a fun ride, and it ain't over yet. Like, I mean, we're just getting started. Like, I, I don't think people understand, you know, we're just. Oh, man, this, these are, you're just literally, you're creating milestones. Like, I feel yeah, like you, one mean, milestone to the next. Like, every single thing that you guys touch turns to gold. And, and I don't think it's, and it's, and here's the most important about that thing, about that being said, is I'm saying gold, but it's not about the money. No, because we like to have, we, there's one thing I can say about Doug. Bo and Peanut, um, they we all think a lot alike. Okay, yeah. if you have an open hand, God can bless you. But if you're trying to hold on to something too tight, man, first commandment: Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. The Bible also says the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah, 
Not money, but the love of money. Money's a good thing to have if it's the resources are used right. Of course. I completely agree. And when I, you have people um, with their morals and their values that believe a certain way, um, that want to walk a certain way, that want to do good for people, mm-hmm. that truly want to do good with expecting no return at all, um, man, that's somebody God will use every time. Yeah, you're not using like people that are represented by money. You know, like no. if if you know if you're judged. I mean, if you walk in, and you have the flashiest car, the flashiest clothes, and pocket full of money, and the well, nicest handbag. I got, handbag a, good, I got a good, I got a good looking truck, but you know, no, I mean, but no, what I'm saying, yeah. but what I'm saying is like those those type of individuals that are, you're right. If you're if you're in love with that, if you're in love with the money, and you're not actually doing anything with it, then what's the point of even having it? You know what I mean? Yeah, if no, it's just, if you're so wrapped up in just just having it and not doing anything. With there's it. no fulfillment in it, right? I it's, agree. It's it's when okay. So how high can I get my bank account? I mean, yeah. is that is that what the goal is? Like, what number are you going to be fulfilled at? Yeah. Nah, dude. The best fulfillment I've got is uh, kicking off some Air Jordans to uh, a guy Brooks was a bag boy that had holes in the shoes shoes of his feet. And I asked him what size he wore. He told me eleven and a half. A little black kid, and you know, I freaking kick off my shoes and. I was like, try them on, man. He tried them on. I said, do they fit? He said, yeah. I said, keep them, man. Drove home in my socks. And then I thought, man, his mama going to whoop this. He's going to think he's stole, man. Yeah. I said, but, man, like those are the things I live for. Uh, man, I'm not going to brag on my wife. My wife does so much, like just behind the scenes. And then again, I, I don't tell a lot of the stories because, man, I believe that uh, – don't let the right hand know what the left hand's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Never want to be boastful or proud about it. Always trying to be as humble as possible, you know. That's um, another important thing. Like the people most of the time if people are trying to brag about something or say like there's so many people that do the right thing because they want the um, They want to be seen. They, they yeah, the they want they want the recognition of the right yeah. thing. Yeah. But the ones the ones that seem to shine through the most and have the most impact are the ones that are doing something when no one's watching. Yeah, so like you got these YouTubers out there that run around the grocery yeah. store trying to buy people groceries. Yeah, like, yeah. man, just pay for somebody's groceries because you want to pay for somebody's yeah, groceries. Yeah, not to get not to get the views. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that, that's kind of I mean because people are subscribing to your YouTube channel, so basically they're buying the groceries for the person you're buying groceries for. You're right. You're not buying them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, man, like if you want to just bless somebody, just bless them, man, and walk on. Yeah. Like, let the Lord deal with it. Like that's that's the, and I guess that's the way I live my life, and and. I know I keep talking about God, man, but, uh, you know, when your glass is full and you bump into people, sometimes it spills out. No, that's fine, man. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm not the type of person that like, I don't get too much in a religion talk on here because here's my thing. Here's how I look at it. And, um, I believe in a higher power and I, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not one against anything. I see it as you do good things, good things happen. Right. And you do bad things, bad thing, bad things happen. Right. And and if you look at all religions, I don't I don't think one religion is better than the other. Everyone has their own religion. They right. have the way they believe. But I feel like that's all still the ultimate message. And everyone has a handbook that they go by. But I feel like the people who are really following a good path are living by those rules. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think yeah. that's something to be said. And, and it's evident in their life. You know, I'm not for the people that try to push something on someone and say that they're living wrong because they're not doing something right. I think that it's more they need to – you have the way you want to live and you live it. You know what I mean? Oh, man. So that's like that's a cool thing. Like I was telling you, you're still going to hear me cuss. Yeah. You're still going to see me with a dip in my mouth. You're still – you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not saying I'm not working on those things at all. Well, there's always something to be worked on, man. But, man, you know, man – 
I put it, I had a, a trim carpenter that worked for me. And, uh, man, he, he was letting, he was letting the words go. And he was like, man, I'm sorry, you know, and, and we're working on Country Tavern. And, and I was like, what are you sorry for? He's like, man, cussing. He's like, I've been around you three weeks. I've never heard you say a cuss word. But it opened the door for me to share what this, some of the stuff that I've shared with you. Yeah. And he looked at me and he's like, man, I'd have never thought it. You know what I mean? And yeah. That's, I guess that's the cool thing about living it. And Man, I know, I know what I'm called to. And mm-hmm. what I'm called to is just to love people and be a light. And let people watch me go about my business and do what I do. Whether you watch in silence or you want to come ask me and talk to me, I'm I'm good with either. Um, the one thing I do know is that people will look at me and say, "How can he move so fast without making mistakes?" I don't know. <laughs> You're still trying to figure that. Out. I don't know. The only thing I can say is, like, it's I put it before God Himself. Yeah before I make a move, you know. And to me, that's the secret to my success. Like, there's no magic formula for this other than getting up and being diligent with what I have in front of me today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I really didn't need to be here today, but I'd made a promise to you. And you know what? I'm not going to break that promise. You know, I got I got a 100 other things I could be doing right now, but I wanted to be here because – I'd given you my word yeah, that I was going to be here. And I'm not the type of person, I don't want to go back on my word. And you can ask anybody that knows me, I'm loyal to the core. Like I'm one of those people, like my partners from 25 years ago, they still my partners. Yeah. And we may not have spoken 10 years, but you know, don't, don't talk bad about them. If you bring them up in conversation, I'll be quick. You know, I'm not, I'm not quite as rowdy as I used to be. Yeah. But I would quick say, hey, like, you know, I, I point them to the word, man. Yeah. Just, just give, give them something out of Proverbs where it says, you know, we ain't supposed to be gossiping, man. Yeah. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just kind of lay it on them like that now. Uh, I don't know. It's a fun life, man. It's fun. You never know. Like, I walked into this thing being a little nervous, kind of what to expect. You know, this really ain't me. This isn't what I do. Yeah. I don't do podcasts, you know. And, uh, man, I, I'm enjoying myself. Well, you... And then the I got to unplug talking about, from that for a yeah, little while yeah. too. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you get to unplug from that. You get to talk about. You get to talk about real stuff, man. This is not. This is not a you know loaded conversation. It's not. Yeah. We're not loaded scripting out you know questions here. It's more like, hey, man, look what you've been through. What you doing? This How'd you me. get there? Man, this is me. Like this yeah. is me, and I love. Like I, I'm so thankful for what we have as a business and as a family. But I had this conversation the other day with one of my electricians. Um, I said, man, do you ever just miss getting on your tools and working, you know? And he's like, yeah, all the time. You know, because this thing, like, is just exponentially just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. So whatever I'm doing, I'm doing right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then again, that goes back to, like, a lot of... Doug and Bo and like running ideas past them, you know, like how how do I, you know, Bo's like, man, go buy a computer. I'm like, dude, I can't even turn my iPhone on. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I'm still stuck in the Stone Age. You go to my truck, I got like three notebooks. Yeah. You know, my wife runs a computer, so uh, we we're fortunate enough that she was able to retire. And either I don't know if she's working for Dustin Jones Construction or if you she's a full time <laughs> shopper at Target. Like, I don't know what's going on right now. All I know is uh, yesterday we had some stuff to do, and I think she spent about four hours with my mom at a boutique shopping for clothes. 
Uh, so yeah, she's supposed to be working for me, but I'm pretty sure she's uh, she got a side deal with Target, <laughs> the plant section at Home Depot, a couple of the boutiques around town. You oh, know, man. I mean, she's she's doing her thing, man. And you know what? I love her for that. She she needs to. She deserves it. She's worked a long time, putting a lot of hours working for the state. Um, and man, she she deserves it. And she's got to put up with me at the end of the day. Like you can imagine all this stuff and the stress. Sometimes you fall under. Oh yeah. Man, you know how many times I bring that home and I exactly. lay that on my kids they, and my wife. Like it, they're drinking it up too. Man, it's it'll hurt your heart when yep. you when you stop and really think about it. And I got to go back to her and be like, hey, like I'm wrong, but I do. I carry my work home all the time. Yeah. Yesterday was one of those days, man. Like I said, worked till like eight thirty. Uh, I was back up at four thirty this morning, but um, eight o'clock and the rain and kind of stopped and went to the front door and my daughter. At the back end of the door where the door opened, they got her pinky in there and was looking out of the door. You know, she's about to be six, and, and I shut the door, man. Oh. I couldn't even eat dinner. My heart was broke. Yeah. You know, I hurt my little girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, and it was one of those things, like, when it happened, it was like everything that had compounded through the day at that point, I was like, I've had enough. You know what I mean? Like, literally looked at my wife, like, mm, kill somebody, but... Man, I just, you know, my wife always gives me that look, like, hey, like, it's going to be okay, or she'll say, hey, why don't we all come in here and do something else, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, let's 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 get out of the room for a little while. Let, they, they call me Diesel, so that's my nickname, so let's let Diesel chill a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's stressful, hectic, it's fun, I live for it, I thrive in it, the harder it is. The more fun I have with it, uh, anybody can lay out a plate. Anybody can stand up a wall. 50% of them can cut rafters. But give me some custom pieces. and Give me something, like, to think about. Or give me a number amount and tell me how much square footage you want. And watch me go to work. Yeah. Like, that's the fun part. To me. No, I mean. It's I- the challenge. I believe you. I believe you. I think that that shines through. I think that's important. I think that I think that so many people in your your industry and your business um, get caught up in just you know running, you know, getting these big jobs, these big commercial jobs where everything looks exactly the same, you know, or or these big spec these spec jobs where they can just lay out all these same plans, you know, and then it just the the craftsmanship goes out the window at that point. It's just yeah. like you're, who's the bottom bidder and who can get the job done the cheapest. And then at the end of the day, I mean, what's do you have any fulfillment in the work you're doing? You know, yeah, it's but, just about the paycheck. Right. And, and then the other side of that is, is the bottom bid apples to apples? Yeah. Who are you working with? Mm-hmm. Are you going to have a good working relationship with them? You know, I mean, there's a lot of things to consider when you're talking about what you're going to do going building, building a project. Because mm-hmm. you're not only building a project, you're building a relationship. Most contractors, when they walk off a job, can't go back to the restaurants <laughs> and sit down and eat. You're right. You're you're exactly right. Yeah. You know, and I run around this place like I'm part owner, and I'm well, not. Mo- you know, most, what I mean? most like, of them, most of them aren't here. They come and they go. You know, a lot of times, like yeah. if something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're yeah. gone. And I mean, a lot of contractors will leave a bad taste in people's mouth. Yeah. But uh, man, it, when it comes to me and what I do, I'm an open book. Like I like, if you want to see the numbers, I'll show you the numbers. If you want me to tell you how to get there, I can tell you how to get there. If you want me to tell you how to cut a corner, I'll tell you how to cut a corner. I don't suggest it. But those are all things that people have to take into account when you're working with a dream and a pile of money this big. Yeah. But you've got a dream this big. Yeah. So how can I make this turn into this? 
I don't know, man. Let's go to the drawing board and figure yeah. it out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got a call from uh, from Bo, and he's like, hey, man, we have X amount of dollars. I want to do chef's table. Do you think we can make it work? So I know we can make it work. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, that's been the story with, with me and Bo, Doug. You know, he, he went and he expanded over into uh, Ruston yeah. with Bayou Axe. And from what I understand, they've been freaking slaying it over there. Yeah. Uh, Doug, same thing. Like, hey, man, like, how do we get it done? They trust me. They lean on me, you know. And, man, as much as they lean on me, I don't think they realize that I lean on them. And I don't lean on them for the building because Bo's actually learned a lot about construction. He really has. Uh, you know, Doug knows a lot about construction, but they, they lean on me for those answers. Whereas, man, they don't understand, like, in life sometimes, I'm leaning on them. Yeah. Because they're my partners, they're my boys, they're my family, whatever you want to call them. Like, those those are my people. Uh, if Doug called me at 3.30 this morning and he's like, hey, man, we got to roll out. Okay, I'll see you at 3.31. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing for Bo, same thing for Peanut. There's not a lot of people I would do that for. And consider like really like more so than family are these guys because you spend so much time with them. Not only do you spend the time with them here, and and I don't work just here. I mean, I've got jobs in Shreveport, right, and all over the place. Right. But um, I'm just saying, like this core group of guys down here, as fast as we went, as hard as we went in this short amount of time. Everybody was stressed. We've all seen the bad sides and the ugly sides of everybody. You know what I mean? Uh, we've all seen the good sides and the generosity of everybody. Um, but it all meshed, like, really well, and, and it just it flowed. And how we got to a point in our lives where Bo's wife will be calling my wife saying, hey, we're having a surprise birthday party for Bo. You know, or my wife surprised me. I didn't know it, but, you know, we, we go out to eat. She wants to take me out to eat for my birthday, and everybody knows, you know, Dustin Jones, he hates a crowd of people. Uh, <laughs> man, we walk in, and Bo and Haley are sitting there with their kids, you know, for, for my birthday. Uh, man, Doug, like I can't say enough about Doug, the conversations me and him have had on the phone, just as dads, as parents. Uh Man, everybody sees Bo or Doug down here, and they're, man, they know them as Doug and Bo, and they're business owners, and that's all we sit here and talk about. Man, no, they're great men, they're freaking dads, they're great husbands, you know, they're brothers, they're, man, they're freaking amazing people. And I think your show sheds a little light into the inside of anybody who sits down across the table from you. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have the time and you're honest, there's a lot that can come out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You can't bullshit somebody for an hour. Like, no. if you can, you're very very. Interested. I can come close to it. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's 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 easy to do it in 15 minutes have you an met hour. My wife? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to do it in, in 15 minutes for an hour, man. That, that's that's pretty hard. Like for someone not to smell something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Now. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, I I completely enjoyed. You know, you sharing all that because honestly, I had no clue. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Whenever it got brought up, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Let's do this thing because yeah. uh, I want to, you know, get to know you. And and it's always good for like, 
it's very it's it's weird to think about this, but there's so many people that may not listen to something until someone's associated with it, right. you know, or watch something, or right. you know, oh, I don't care anything about that, or they may, it may be like someone trying to push motivational can videos on somebody with right. the, the music in the back and the Morgan Freeman saying something, yeah. but like sometimes people need a familiar voice, you yeah. know, or someone they can relate to, and if they don't ever get that, they may never be opened up to whatever you know that connection may be, you know. Yeah, people just need to see real man. Yeah, like that's like I mean that's that's the thing I could as much as I can sit here and preach to you I can fall just as fast. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing I know about me, uh, man. And, and it it goes beyond these walls. It goes beyond you know this this block. Uh, I try to take this everywhere I go um, because it's who I am as a person, and I believe who you are as a person will eventually spill out. That's why you see. Doug run the toys for tots and do these charity things. You see Bo and Peanut doing these charity things and all this stuff, man. It's who they are as people. And when you find like-minded people and you've been through it all, because when you're talking, you know, um, the amount of money that's been spent down here. Yeah. Trust me. We've seen the good, bad, the ugly. All all of us together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when you go through that with people, man, you get attached. You know, I mean, not only have I just spent 14 hours on your job, you know, now I'm going home and I'm talking to you about it. Yeah. You know, and, and Doug and Bo, they don't stop. Peanut, they don't stop. They they just keep going. I don't know how they do it. Like, I've questioned, like, Doug's ability and Bo's ability, like, you know, like, how are y'all staying up accomplishing the things you are? And, and one thing I do want to say, Doug – I don't know how he does what he does, but if everybody really understood what Doug does, there's not enough time of the day for the average man. Yeah. Doug's got businesses everywhere. He's got a wife. He's got kids. He's going to ball games. He's traveling, taking vacations. I don't even get those. (laughs) Like, man, like – did God put you like on a 48 hour day? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't figure it out. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you get done? Like Bo, he's a machine. Like he's just, he's constantly just like, sometimes I'm tired. I'm like, dude, slow down. Like, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's been nice to be a part of this. It's, uh, it's nice to make a name for yourself. Uh, I took a lot of pride in what I do. Um, I think that goes back to, like I said, being, being a contractor and being able to walk in and sit down with, with the people that you've built for and eat in their establishment or, or you know, whatever it may be. Um, when people trust you with their businesses that support their families or trust you to come in and build a home, their, their dream home, you know what I mean? That, yeah. You, you have to take that. Like there's a lot of builders out there that look at it as a dollar bill. Yeah, that's like 80% I, I of them, 9% of them. I, yeah. Don't, yeah. I don't see it as a dollar bill because you know what? I grew up on on the bad end of things, and I know what it took for you to get whatever you're bringing to me. And if you want to entrust it with me, that's okay. Just understand if you bring it to me, like I understand this isn't a house, it's a home. Yeah. I understand this isn't a business. This is how you feed your kids. You know what I mean? This is how you take care of your wife. Like I, I get that. So every every dollar, every nail, every board, you know, every truck of dirt that comes in, 
every grade that's shot, that's always in the back of my head because I want to be able to turn the best product for the amount you brought me yeah. for your dream. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. That's, no. Hey, I love it, man. Look, I we're over an hour. We'll wrap it up. I know you got projects really? you got to go finish already. It didn't take that already, long, bro. Yeah, already. Yeah, got about 18 more stops to make. I know. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed it today, man. man absolutely. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Yes, sir.